long-awaited announcement, the college football video game will be returning this summer, and NC State is in the game. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? It's time to get locked in with Locked On. Thanks for making Locked On Wolfpack your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers can join today and get $150 back in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Happy Thursday to all. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. As we mentioned, the college football video game will be returning to consoles this summer. Long-awaited announcement after an 11-year hiatus of this video game went away in large part because of name, image, and likeness discrepancies back then. It is coming back. It is probably going to be one of the most anticipated video games of all time. 10, 11 years of catching up to do. It's been gone forever. But NC State, of course, they were already expected to be in the game, but officially announced that they will be in the game. Kenton, what kind of excitement does this get out of you? Fun fact about your old co-host here. I was on the last version to ever be out. I figured, I figured. I was on the last one to ever be out, and, and like, the people back home were, like, they just couldn't believe it, although it listed me as, like, from, like, East Detroit or Roseville or something like that, and everybody's like, no, no, you're you're from Detroit probably. I'm like, of course, you know, y'all know me, man. Just DT number 96. Yeah, DT number 96. That was me. That was me. But um, what a time for NC State and for this to come back. Like, think about the the way that this thing shook out. For 11 years are off the shelf, and you happen to come back to, and you tweeted about this earlier, one of the best NC State teams, at least in terms of on paper offseason-wise, yep. that there has been in quite some time. You know, a quarterback with over 100 touchdowns and under 20 turnovers in his career, a, a running back that was, you know, all-conference last year in Jordan Waters. you got a tight end that – you know, you've got multiple tight ends that were very good or at least showed the promise to be that last year. A uh, defense that, I mean, when's the last time Aiden White's given up a touchdown? I mean, boy, like, I, I'm pretty sure I had a hairline that was firming down here last time that man saw somebody saw the back of somebody's head walking into the end zone. And, of course, some of the best recruiting classes in NC State history. Boy, I tell you, what a time for this game to come back. I can't wait to get in on it. And, um, you know, obviously we're all going to do our rebuilds where we start from the bottom and grind our way up through the MAC and, and, and end up wherever we end up at. But I'll tell you, that that NC State uh, dynasty, you know, that 36 straight national championships run that I'm preparing for in Raleigh is something special. Obviously, with the with the addition of NC State confirming that they will be in it, there was a lot of buzz about players receiving emails this morning 
uh, with the ability to opt into being featured in the game. And this came from a tweet, I believe it was from Chris Vanini, but basically said the game will feature all 134 FBS teams and any player that chooses to opt in and be featured in this game will each receive $600 and a copy of the game. Opting in means they're joining Learfield's Compass NIL directive, which I believe was just recently launched. Very widespread, as you might imagine. Potentially with over 11,000 players joining the same NIL function, which obviously would make it the biggest NIL function ever. And then roughly, reportedly, 85% of a team's players will be featured. Kenton, take us back to 2013, 2014. If you were offered $600 in a copy of the game for you to be featured. Are you taking that? Or are you holding out for more money? I did it for free, and I was excited. <laughs> like, I, I didn't get paid a bread cent out of the deal. I was just so excited to be on a video game because, I mean, you know, he, you got this kid that that grew up in, in you know, um, Plymouth Square and whatnot. And for those of you who don't know what it is, Google it. You'll have a fun little rabbit hole to fall down there. But – you know, you, you go from sleeping on the floor at grandma's house and all that to like being on a video game, and you think that I'm gonna sit here and say, <laughs> I desire riches in exchange for my likeness. And don't get me wrong, I'm not mad at the players who do have that mindset. More power to you, you know. In the words of Young Dog, get paid, young brother, get paid, go get the money. But for me personally, I was just excited to be a part of it, you know. And when you think of the, the rich legacy and history that that leaves, right? Like, think about the fact that NCAA football 14 got played for a decade straight. And the last edition of that game ever, I was in it. I was in it. I was like, people could play with me for uh, a decade straight in that game. So, I mean, it's not something that, you know, I get it. I understand that people are more aware of the financial um, situations than ever before, but for $600 and, and that um, and a copy of the game, it's like asking me, hey, Ken, um, would you go to a meet and greet with Megan Thee Stallion if she was paying you to go? What? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll be there. Oh, that, that'll play. Yeah. Oh, right, right in front, Miss Pete. Something we also tweeted earlier in the day on Thursday is that we, we projected that NC State's top three rated players would be Aiden White, Casey Concepcion, and Davin Van. Of course, purely hypothetical, but it is fun to start thinking about this type of thing. And I saw tweets all day saying the day that the ratings drop, this app, meaning Twitter, is going to be a war zone. It will be a very funny day. I can promise you that. But we gave our top three projected players. Kenton, give me some players on this 2024 squad that may be underrated in this game. I'm going to tell you, I, I, I can already see it coming now. I already know it. So Let's just get it out the way. I think Brandon Cleveland is going to be criminally underrated. Ooh, I, think he's going to be, I think he's going to be like an 81 or an 82. But when you watch the way that he plays the game, as a nose guard in a 3-3-5, you normally don't hear about those guys. So they're like these undersized, super quick, cat-like quickness guys that make it difficult in there in, in pass rush situations. Brandon Cleveland is a very big guy, and he can play all three downs comfortably. No problem, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And so the things that he does in terms of not only that that kind of, hey, I can hold up offensive linemen to make plays for other guys, but his disruption as a, a guy who can penetrate and get upfield, I don't think that there – I have not seen a ton of 
one technique or true nose guards that do that better than him. And yet, I'm almost certain he's not going to get higher, rated higher than the 84, 85 at max, at absolute max. And I don't think that's happening. I have two players that come to mind that I think are going to be underrated. The first of which, actually, we're also going to talk about in just a couple minutes, but that's Sean Brown. And he had an mm-hmm. he had an incredible year last year playing safety. We have some news to report in just a couple minutes, but I think he didn't get enough love in my eyes for the job that he did defensively on last year's team. And I certainly expect him to be ramping it up a notch in 2024. So he's one on the defensive side, offensive side for me, I'm going Justin Jolie. And I think Mm. we've talked about him already on here. I think he could be a complete X factor for Robert and I's offense this season. And I think maybe for the rest of the country, looking at Justin Jolie, they probably don't know much about him being that he played at UConn, no disrespect, but I think when NC state really unveils, Justin Jolie in this offense, they're going to be learning his name pretty quickly. I think when this thing begins, he's going to be very underrated. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And of course, they always criminally underrate freshmen, but that's what makes freshmen fun to play with because it's like, hey, you've got this, you know, Jonathan Taylor, for example, is probably going to have like a 95, 96 speed. Right. And, you know, it's it's like, oh boy, I'm going to put him at kick returner. He may start a running back. Because, you know, on video games, it's literally like, oh, he's got speed. He's got high juke. Put him out there. That's my guy. He's he's gonna do great things for me, and so I, I think that he'll be, you know, he'll he'll be one of those ones that's like, if you truly know inside baseball and you play with NC State a lot, you'll know like, oh, that's that freshman is what you need to be playing with. Obviously, a fun way to start our Thursday episode. Maybe we'll touch on this again once the game gets closer to coming out this summer. But exciting news nonetheless for someone that played countless hours on this game way back when. I'm very excited for the new iteration here in 2024. In just a minute, like I mentioned, we're going to be talking about Sean Brown and some important news that came out on Thursday after a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the day is eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience, that's what brings home the winning trophy. But it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, and LED headlights, Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. That's because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Middle portion of our Thursday show. So as I mentioned, a little bit of news came out on Thursday about safety Sean Brown. And safety is now past tense. Sean Brown is now officially moving to linebacker for the 2024 season. And if I'm not mistaken, we had mentioned this as a possibility uh, near the end of the 2023 season. Some things we'd heard about some positional changes, Sean Brown being at the top of that list. And not only is this a move that he can do, but I think it's a move that he's going to excel at. You saw last year in the Clemson game when Peyton Wilson missed, I believe it was maybe a series or two at the end of that game with a nagging injury. Sean Brown moved down from safety to linebacker and made several finishing tackles in those last couple minutes in crucial stretch for Clemson trying to tie that game up. So he demonstrated his ability to change positions there, but his overall athleticism, I think can really take him to another level 
with the position change like this one. He had 66 total tackles last year. 37 of those were solo tackles. He forced a fumble. He had two picks. Did a little bit of everything and was kind of an underrated piece to our defense. But moving him down to linebacker in 2024, Kenton, what do you think this means for the Wolfpack defense? Yeah, we talked about how special the incoming class of DBs is. We talked about how special the DBs we have returning it are. And so there is a there's a very real sense that you're going to have to find playing time for some of these guys somewhere. Right. And to see him move down is great because you and I both talked about how the linebackers not named Peyton Wilson last year, they left a little something to be desired. Let's just be very honest about that fact. And so having a guy who has proven to be a playmaker at a high level stepping into one of those linebacker roles where we talk about you don't replace Peyton Wilson one for one. You're replacing by everybody getting one step better. And you're instantly improving your linebacking core by making Sean Brown a permanent fixture in it. Yeah, I do think that Jalen Scott came on stronger as that season went on last yeah. year, but I think a guy like Sean Brown, again, just so versatile in anything you ask him to do, he can do it and then probably take it up a notch. So I think this is a great move for Sean Brown. Kenton already touched on the depth of the defensive backs. Sure, they might miss him to a degree, but I think there's plenty of talent to, I guess, mask him jumping from position to position. Speaking of the defensive backs and maybe another positional change, also notice that incoming freshman Jamar Tank Boston has moved from wide receiver to cornerback. So it's interesting. You're seeing a couple switches here before we even get to spring ball. And now Boston has become a, a corner. You know, a lot of people say you play corner if you can't catch. But there's also a flip side to that. Some people play receiver because they can't hit. They're not willing to get physical, put their nose in there. And, and you know, their teams don't follow the no block, no rock rule. And so they can get away with not being physical as opposed to guys who love Lane Lumber. And I'll, I'll tell you this much. This is purely speculation, but a guy with the nickname Tank, I'm going to say he's fairly comfortable putting his shoulder pad into somebody's chest. I'm just going to make that assumption. Hopefully he proves me very right this season. You saw a couple changes last year midseason where you moved Jordan Poole from reserve linebacker to running back for a game and even scored a touchdown in doing so. You also saw Isaiah Shirley. I think he's originally a defensive end. A couple times I had him on the offensive line or maybe even a tight end just for his blocking capability. So I really trust this coaching staff in the evaluation of where a guy might excel in another position. And so Sean Brown moving down to linebacker and Jamar Boston moving from wide receiver to corner, you could see them take another step with that position change. Remember, Chubb was a um, linebacker coming in, right. off-ball That's linebacker, right. converted to a defensive tackle, became what he is. Garrett Bradbury was a tight end when he came in. He got converted over to an offensive line. Kobe Myers. Jacoby Myers was a quarterback. And funny story, I remember when I first met Jacoby Myers, I said, "There's, you're not a quarterback. And he was like, what? I said, I like you. That means you're not a quarterback because I, I've always hated quarterbacks. Like there's something with me and quarterbacks that like I was just born this way. There's something in them that it senses it. And it's like, mm, this is my enemy. This is prey and, and predator prey type of deal here. But he was he was just different. And then when he got converted over to receiver, he walked in the locker room and I was just looking at him. He said, don't say nothing. Don't, don't, don't start. And I'm, like, I'm just saying. I'm just, you know. 
But uh, yeah, there there are multiple guys. There's a long history of guys who switched their positions from what they originally were at NC State and turned out to be phenomenal after those position switches. So I I think that, you know, I think Sean Brown can follow in that tradition of guys who, uh, you know, changed where they were, what they did a little bit, and it worked out for them immensely. Yeah, so something to certainly keep an eye on here as we inch closer to spring ball beginning. Of course, practices begin next week, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you know, and hurtling toward that spring game, which might be the largest attendance ever for an NC State spring game once we hit April. So uh, a lot of excitement already starting to brew in Raleigh. Up next, we're talking about the women's basketball team going on the road in the Dirty Foot Dome on Thursday evening and what it will take to pull out a rivalry win. After a quick word from our sponsors. Our second sponsor of the day is FanDuel. The wait is almost over for our state of North Carolina, merely just three more weeks away. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to our state. On March 11th, we'll finally be able to bet on all of our favorite teams in all of our favorite sports. With FanDuel, there's tons of ways for us to get in on the action. We can bet on everything from money line to over-unders to which team will make a little noise in March Madness. This all comes on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Take my advice. I've used it before. It is the premier sports betting app. And with live betting on FanDuel, you can even pick which player will put up the next bucket and maybe even the one after that. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on so you can be the first to know when FanDuel goes live in North Carolina. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fan. Rounding out our Thursday show, obviously it's round two of the women's basketball rivalry game. NC State is on the road at Chapel Hill, 8 p.m. Thursday evening. NC State is favored on the road by four and a half points. The last time we saw the Women's Dirty Foot Club, we beat them by a score of 63 to 59 in Reynolds. And honestly, this came in a game where NC State didn't even play that well. They only shot 39% overall, 18% from three, and their three main sources of offense and Baldwin, James, and Rivers combined for just 27 points. Still managed to win this game. I think that's reason for a lot of optimism coming into this game, and especially on the road, because the heater that Isaiah James has been on recently and Saniah Rivers, you now have a, a more healthy River Baldwin than you did the last time you saw them. I really love our chances to take this game uh, in the Dirty Foot Dome. Absolutely. I 1,000% agree, and I'll tell you this. This is still a rivalry. They still are going to play for pride. You know, Coach Banghard cannot seem to win in the small gym, but her big empty gym sure does do it right. I think it's the echo, because, you know, when you have loud spaces and no soft surfaces to, like, bounce sound off of, you can, she can call out her plays very clearly, and everybody can hear them, including you and me at home who are watching the broadcast. <laughs> because again, the the you know the dirty foot dome is is very empty whenever they show up, even though they're a top twenty five team. Tisk tisk tisk. How 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 sad I am for that soft program and their soft coach. But with that being said, Westmore and this team still have to show up, right? Like this is still Deja Kelly is nothing to play with. Uh, Alyssa Usby is Draymond Green after therapy. Like she, she does it all on that team, and and she does so in a manner that it just she's the glue for that team. She holds that team together. She may not be the best shooter. She may not be the best passer. 
She may not be the best rebounder, but she does enough of everything to put them in good positions. And, you know, Gak Dang down low is another one of those pieces that if you let her, she can get hot. So, again, this team has to be who they are. They have to do what they do best, and they have to do it well because, let's just be honest, we're better than this team. But you're not so much better that you can have a night where you go one for 20 from three and still expect to win. That's just not um, how much better I think that, that NC State is than this team, but we shall see. Yeah, it's the same story as last time. You know who their names are, and Deja Kelly and Usby and Gokdang down low. You, it's the same. It's the same storyline. For yeah. NC State, they just have to play NC State style of basketball. I already told you that last time we played them, we honestly didn't play that well. We turned the ball over early, kept UNC in it a, a lot of this game, especially in that third quarter. For NC sure. State can go on the road and really make a statement if they just play the. the if they just play offensively the way that we've seen them put together in a half a couple times recently. I keep going back to that first half that they played on the road at Pitt. Now, obviously, Pitt and UNC are two different beasts here, but 53 yeah. points in the first half is a capability of this Wolfpack offense when you have Isaiah James rolling like she has been recently. So taking care of the ball, rebounding at a high level, and taking smart shots you can do all of this while keeping Deja Kelly in check love their chances on the road yeah and she's a volume scorer that's that's the goal there make her take those tough shots because she'll take them she'll take them yeah. that, that girl you know it, it's much like i've never seen a, a never mind we're not gonna go there uh much like i have never seen a, a rack of ribs made by my wonderful auntie lynn that i don't love she's never seen a contested mid-range shot off the dribble that she didn't love i'll tell you what if I ever get a partner that stares at me the way she stares down that rim when she's in the mid-range with two hands in her face, you'll hear wedding, you'll hear wedding bells, and I'm gonna send y'all all the work registry for you to go ahead and, and you know purchase your gifts for me and my betrothed. But very seriously, this is a, a situation where again you have to keep her in check because she is one of those shooters. If she gets hot, she can get on a roll, and next thing you know, you're sitting there saying. Well, Usby is doing her thing. Maybe she hits a three or two. And then you're you're looking around saying that the other guys are coming along and they're starting to get confidence. They're starting to believe in themselves as opposed to take care of business early like this team needs to. That will do it for us here on Thursday. As always, thank you all so much for joining us. Be sure to hit that like button. Drop your comments in the comment box. Tell us your top three rated players for NC State in the college football video game. Tell us what you think about Sean Brown changing positions from safety down to linebacker and tell us the prospects of NC State picking up a road win in the Dirty Foot Dome this evening. As always, we will see you all tomorrow. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.